Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of True Crime on Easy Street. What a day. Day of days, Scott. Why? What? Because it's finally a pretty day. It has rained for the last three days here in Northeast Alabama. And now it's a beautiful day. Yeah, I'm soggy. My hair is a mess. The humidity is (laughs) killing me. So thank goodness for that. I need to borrow Katie's hat next week if it's going to be this weather again. (laughs) Your hair is so poofy right now. It's just frizzy everywhere. Um, My name is Kelly Turner and I'm not a doctor. Nope. I'm Scott Wright. I am a mediocre journalist. Mm -hmm. I'm Katie Givens. I'm not a lawyer. Yep. So here we are, your team of experts. We're back again and we have uh, some pretty significant updates in the state of Alabama. Oh, yeah. This week. I probably should have read up more on that than I did. Well, I... um, Gosh, this is a a very controversial topic. The state of Alabama, we had an execution. And what makes this execution so significant is this is the first one we've been able to carry out for several years. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's been a long time. Yeah. And we decided to do it. What are we calling this? It's it's kind of like a chamber, like a gas chamber, but it's... Yeah, but they put a mask on your head and they pump nitrogen gas into the mask. And that's all you breathe. And you breathe, you... They just call breathe. it nitrogen gas execution. Yeah. And, until you die. That's what you breathe right. until you die. Now, we, we, depending on who you listen to or which article you read, um, there are very varying uh, opinions about how that went. That's right. First of all, the the execution happened. It was an execution, and the, the man uh, Kenneth Smith. Smith Smith, and he was a contract killer. He was hired for one thousand dollars to kill a woman in the eighties, and in the eighties, an insane right? amount of money. Like he killed her with a fireplace poker by beating her to death and then stabbing her multiple times. Yeah, that was in November of nineteen eighty nine. It was a very brutal murder we have tried to execute him before using lethal injection but it got uh stopped okay so he wasn't one of the failed executions. i think he was i think he was okay that's okay yeah because yeah that's that's why they're trying this that's why they gave it as an option because we've had some failed execution attempts in alabama we've talked about that before yes and the lady um the the lady who who his victim the murder victim her son said, you know, he's been in prison longer than I knew my mother. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So it's been a long, mm-hmm. a long time. And I'm not going to go into a lot of the details of the case because we actually may cover that. We yeah. may go back and, and do that story for idea. you. It, I think the victim deserves her time, her whole episode. So mm-hmm. I think we'll give that to her. But um, some folks who watched this execution said it was not a successful execution said it was very inhumane he was the body shook you could see that he was gasping for deep breaths at one point yeah uh, and then he was still for a little while and then there was some more still deep some gasps uh, yeah. from his chest area just it looked like it uh, was a tr- total was struggle and uh, for minutes and minutes yeah now the goal is for it not to be yeah painful. and now the 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 folks who say it was a successful 
executions say that those were involuntary bodily responses mm-hmm. that he was not it was everything that they expected it to be that he was not um conscious and struggling like that that those were involuntary all right responses that so again like i say it depends on who you ask right because then i there was one expert who had developed a method similar to this as an assisted assisted suicide method yes and he said that that he would expect this outcome to happen to someone who wasn't taking wasn't taking those breaths voluntarily, like yeah. someone who's trying to hold their breath. Somebody who didn't to, want to die. Yes, someone who's no. try, taking short breaths, you know, mm-hmm. and getting that, not getting the full effect of the gas. Because mm-hmm. you no. do have to breathe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you just slowly suffocate because there's no oxygen in the yeah. air and you're so, breathing. And, and lethal injection, you know, we've talked about that before that, you know, there is a struggle still happening. You just don't see it because there, there's a peril in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. So then the question becomes, what's a humane way to execute someone? And I just think that's an oxymoron. Yeah. I don't think there's a humane way yeah. um, to do that. Mm. But the article was brought to our attention. I had already read it, but, but Travis West, a longtime friend of the show, Shorty, sent us the article and we were kind of texting back and forth yesterday looking at it yeah. uh, but I'd already read it still trying to figure out how I feel about it he made a good point shorty when we were talking he said we're we're not animals he said but uh folks on death row now know that our our governor and our our officials are not playing around mm-hmm. I mean they're serious yeah and um for the longest they are uh, f- the fact that we could execute a prisoner was a joke yeah, it, you know, it's been a joke. It became a running gag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so now it's like, mm, wow, they're not playing around. That's very mm-hmm. terrifying now. So I guess it depends on what your thoughts are on the death penalty. Uh, my thoughts on the death penalty are don't end up on death row. Yes, I, I agree. Mean, yeah. I agree. I think this is going to tie up a lot of legal avenues because there's several people who have already chosen this method who are now, mm-hmm. their attorneys are in, they're like, no, we don't want that. Mm-hmm. We change our minds. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just an attempt to prolong the inevitable, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yep, it is. So, and and then you've got a lot of people saying, "Well, you know, his victim, she didn't die quickly, right?" Yeah, it's hard to have sympathy for somebody who committed murder. It really is yeah. brutal murder for hire. Mm-hmm. I mean, you didn't even—I don't know if you knew this woman or not, but like I said, we'll go into the story, give her yeah. her full episode as she deserves it yeah. and her family. And uh, they, her family, according to her family, they feel that they finally have justice. They said, we're not going to be jumping up and down celebrating right. this. No, I don't think anybody does that. Yeah. That, that's a, a decent mm. person. But they've been waiting for justice yeah. and finally. Yeah, they'd rather have their, uh, their, their loved one back, I'm sure. But if we're going to live in a world where justice should be meted out when something like that happens, then that's the satisfaction that they could get was that Kenneth Smith be put to death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there it was. So we have, we've done that yeah. in the state of Alabama and mm-hmm. they, according to our officials, this is our method and we're keeping it. Well, because this is the first of its kind, right? Yep. First time. And they said it was a success. It went exactly how we expected it to go. And it's here to stay, according to the top officials and the governor of Alabama. So there you go. that's what it is. Uh, 
on a lighter note, yes. Today, Please. as you listen at home, if it's Wednesday when you hear when this episode drops, it is January the thirty first, which means hang in there, guys. Dry January is almost over. <laughs> You got one more day. One more day. And don't worry. I have kept the uh, supplies stocked at the local liquor store. I've <laughs> kept the uh, inventory rotating. Yeah. So there'll be business. plenty when you get there tomorrow on Thursday. Yeah. If it comes in a plastic bottle, that is. That is true. <laughs> I, do pref- I don't want to drop it and break it. That's $15 worth of cheap vodka. I don't want to lose that. Well, and if, you, if you're looking for a good time now that, that your dry January is almost over, mm-hmm. there's a murder mystery happening. Oh, good idea. On Easy Street. Uh, Katie, give us those dates because uh, it's, it's the 7th, 8th, and 9th. 7th, 8th, and 9th. That's a Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, two weeks from, I'm sorry, a week from today as you listen on Wednesday the but 31st. the 8th and 9th are sold out. So that's right. what we're here to tell you. Yeah. If you want to go, you can go one week from today if you get online now and get your ticket for Wednesday. Yeah, don't drag around because it's almost sold out. Uh, Shane said, what, 70% sold out 70% on the Wednesday show. 70% sold out. And the other two nights, completely sold completely out. Completely sold out. So Which is awesome, awesome for our local theater. We're very so excited. excited yeah. Yes. Yeah, we're all going together, the three of us, on Friday, and I'm yep. really looking forward to that. So we will have a, uh, a full post-mortem, no pun intended, of the <laughs> Murder Mystery Theater when we uh, talk to you again on the uh, 14th. That's right. Yeah. On Valentine's on Day. On Valentine's Day. Hint. <laughs> I'm not saying anything else. Oh, we know you'll say more. <laughs> oh, definitely. Definitely. So I'm glad that Scott's going on the last night mm-hmm. so he can't spoil anything. Yeah. I, that's, I can't tell everybody that I know on uh, Thursday and Friday what it was happening on Wednesday. <laughs> right, right. So, so you can have a, a nice beverage, mm-hmm. uh, alcoholic beverage, if you so choose. Yep. And you can have dinner and enjoy a show. Food is great at yep. Easy Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the chef and the guys in the kitchen are doing a great job. Uh, Love it. I, it's hard for me not to get the wings every time I come, but you know I ruin a shirt every time I do that, and mm-hmm. my wardrobe um, is getting thin, so I've got to do something else. <laughs> I had a potato time. last night. And ah, there you go. Mm, yeah. Love great. a potato. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I love the wings. Mm. I love the uh, buffalo chicken salad. I love the, the potatoes. <sighs> the fish is good. Mm-hmm. The uh, is it the salmon? Is yeah. salmon on the menu? The mahi, yes. mahi, mahi, mahi. Oh, mahi. Oh, yeah. we've yeah. had salmon specials at times. I okay, mahi is what. That's the regular menu item. Yeah, delicious. Do you guys have you guys have quesadillas? We do. Oh, quesadillas so now and wraps. Flatbread pizza. Yes, flatbread pizzas. Very Those good. are really good. The Philly cheesesteak flatbread is what awesome. What it's so delicious. I love the Philly sandwich anyway. Yeah. yeah. Now you can get the Philly in a sandwich or a wrap or a pizza. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yep. I'm starving. I know. We're going to have to stop and yeah, go let's, eat. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> yeah. Let's get this over with. <laughs> but always again, I know I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again. Thank you so much to our biggest sponsor, Easy Street. Our primary sponsor. Yeah. For, for doing this, they not only sponsor us and let us, you know, just babble on, on like our we're podcast. doing now. Yeah. But they also sponsor our community theater and so many other community projects. The the media days for the, the high for school the local sports. High school sports. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Um they've done some banquets for Yes, we just had a volleyball sports. banquet the other day. Sports uh, teams. The local political parties do breakfast here party. once a month. Yeah. I think or so. once a quarter. Once, oh, a, once quarter. a quarter, right, mm-hmm. right. So 
such a, and they are a member of the chamber, who's another sponsor of us. Mm. So, so yeah. that's awesome. Our primary secondary sponsor yeah. is the Chamber of the Commerce. Chamber of Commerce. I think so, the only thing that uh, Easy Street didn't purchase for this podcast was the uh, soundboard, <laughs> and we established that fact a few minutes ago when sound engineer Shane Givens came in and fiddled with a plug mm-hmm. uh, and claimed victory, uh, claimed that he had fixed it. Yes. Even though I think it just was not plugged in right, and that was probably his fault to begin with. <laughs> you know. I did everything I usually do and it didn't work, so I called for backup. There you go. That's that's all you can do. Well, at least he didn't complain about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He came with a smile. Yeah. Right. <laughs> for sure. Um, so anyways, so thank you so much to Easy Street for that. And we look forward to seeing you all at the murder mystery. I'm loving it. Speaking of murders, one more thing that I found this week. We we usually end up talking about streaming TV at some point, right? And that seems like it's become a mainstay of the gibberish portion of the show. (laughs) So I saw saw an ad on Facebook last week for a new show that's going to be on Peacock sometime this summer. Mm. And it's called Crystal Lake. Is that... Jiggle anything loose for you guys. Friday the 13th? It's a prequel series to the Friday the 13th movies set at Camp Crystal Lake. Shut up. I know. I'm very excited about it. That No other announcements about cast members or anything. Just there was a picture of a a, a young uh, camp advisor. Counselor? uh, Counselor, counselor, thank you. uh, Waist deep in the lake uh, with his Camp Crystal Lake t-shirt on. And there's an ominous shadow off on the side. Oh, yeah. So So you're going to have to finally get Peacock? I'm gonna. I, I, I got it last week. Uh, I finally you've got talked Peacock. about it. You've talked about pulling the trigger on that five ninety nine for weeks. I did it. Mm-hmm. I did it. I you took the plunge it. for six bucks. So now I have Peacock. <laughs> so it, that's. I'm looking forward to that. Anyway, that's all I have. Oh, that's great. I know because Colin called me two nights ago. and was like, "What's the Peacock login?" And I'm right because that's you know a call I get once a week. What's this login? What's this login? Because if only there was a Notepad function yeah. on there. Magic phones in their pockets. Yeah, well, Peacock makes you do your password longer than usual. I think it's got to be 10 characters ah. instead of eight. So it took I've us, got a whole system for that. It took us a while to go back and forth to for me to remember what the Peacock okay. password was. He's like, do we even have Peacock? I was like, I know we do. <laughs> Let like, me think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they head off Sometimes to- you have to go through, just change a password, and then we'll all- I know, because he, he, that's what he said. He said, I can just- uh, reset it right here and I'm like no then I'll never know it mm-hmm. yeah because he's not going to write <laughs> you're it you're going to screw everybody else's account up yeah. <laughs> I can't remember why I got Peacock last week What? oh it was uh, to watch the, uh, the the documentary series that is the subject of uh, yes. today's episode mm. and uh, Katie is in the big chair today I don't want to spoil anything but I did watch it mm-hmm. and I was uh, flabbergasted mm-hmm. I was familiar with the story for some reason maybe we talked about it before or maybe I've seen another fa- documentary I'm I cannot believe I was not familiar with it because it's such a big case and such a mm-hmm. such, so big in the true crime community yeah. that I, I oh, was man. not. So uh, that's why I got Peacock. So I'm not a complete dummy today. Well, that's a matter of some conjecture, but mm-hmm. I know a little bit about the story, but not enough to uh, to chime in. Yeah, you'll be so, able to chime in. Uh, yeah. Maybe not. Everybody's tired of hearing me talk anyway. <laughs> no. But especially me. <laughs> well, now we can't, we can't speak for you. <laughs> uh, so... Katie, before you get started, do we have any other shout outs or anything that we need to uh, to cover to take care of all of that before we jump into this story? I can't think of anything. Because I mean, I once nothing. we jump in, we're, yeah. we're going in with both feet here. Yeah, let's do it. I'm ready. All right. So uh, without further ado, take it away, Katie. The events that we're going to talk about today happened just about 20 years ago to the day. 
So we're going to Monday, February 9th, 2004. And on this night, a woman by the name of Mara Murray is in a car crash on Route 12. No, I'm sorry. On Route 112 in Haverhill, New Hampshire, which is in the White Mountains area of New Hampshire. I'm not really familiar with the area. There, I can I've ne- find I've never New Hampshire even, on a map. Yeah, I've never even it. been that far north. But I think it's just, just mountainous, windy, twisty roads. Yes, and there's, we, we can relate to that here. Yeah, we, sure. When we go to uh, the Smoky Mountains. Yes. You know, we understand that. And in February, there's a ton of snow mm-hmm. on these mountains. I mm-hmm. think that must be part of why they call them the White Mountains. I don't think uh, the snow leaves for a while. Not very creative, but yeah. it makes sense. You know, and it's, you know, not very densely populated. There's some ski towns, mm-hmm. you know, smattered around. This is going to be at around 727, according to a call that is made to a police by a neighbor by the name of Faith Westman in regard to the crash. She sees the crash happen kind of out of her window. Mm-hmm. This area does not have a lot of people who live on it, but this one particular stretch of road has about three or four houses okay. around that can kind of see this crash site. So Faith Westman's the first one. She sees car crash. She calls, you know, she picks up her house phone, not a cell phone. Okay. And she makes the call to the police to report that accident. And at this time of night in New Hampshire, it is dark. It is completely dark. Okay. Okay. In February at 730. Yeah. Right. At 730, a man by the name of Butch Atwood is, he's a school bus driver and he is driving his bus. He also lives on the road. So he's driving the bus up and he comes across the crash site. He stops, you know, opens his door and asks, you know, do you need some help? Uh, do you want me to call the police? And she's like, Mara says, no, I've already called AAA. Like I'm fine. And it's just her by herself. Her by herself. Is, that, she, uh, is she sitting in the car at this time or walking? No, she's, or she's out of the car at this she's time. She's out of the car just standing there. Yes. And he asked her, okay. And she, he asked, um, Ask her if he needs to call 911, and she's like, no, I've already called AAA. But he knows that that's a lie, because there's absolutely no cell phone service on this road. Huh. Still to this day, there's no cell phone service on this road. What? So he's like, there's, there's no way she could have called AAA. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't call her out on it to her face. He's like, you know, are you sure? You can ride with me. You know, mm-hmm. I just live right up here. And she's like, no. And he says, you know, I, I got it. Like, He's he's kind of a grizzly looking older man in a bus in a school yeah, bus. But somebody yeah. trusts him to drive a bus. I mean, that would be okay. But the, the school but she, for whatever reason, she did he, not want right. to engage. Yeah, and he didn't push her. He's like, mm-hmm. I understand why she wouldn't want to get in the vehicle okay. with me. You know, so he yeah. drives onto his house and he makes a call to the uh, police as well to report the accident. Oh, so see, that's great. So he got home and still called it in. Mm-hmm. You know, so we've had two calls from the neighbors. Go out to the police. Yes. Okay. And his phone call came at 743. All right. The police officers, the first responding officer arrives at 746. So they're probably responding to that first call that came in at 727. Oh, yeah. That's about right. Yeah. And I'm only throwing these numbers out at you. I'm not going to get that this detail oriented the rest of the show. But at 746, when that first officer arrives on the scene, Mara is not at her car anymore. So we've, he saw her at or around, the bus driver saw her at 7.30. Yes. So 16 minutes later, 17, mm-hmm. six, would you 16 say? 16 minutes 16 later. 16 minutes later. She is not there. No Mara. Okay. And in between that time, one of the neighbors, they've seen her, 
they've seen activity at the car. They've seen lights on at the car. They saw one neighbor saw her at her trunk. They thought one neighbor, one neighbor reports that they saw a man smoking a cigarette in her, at her car. Now that's a rabbit hole we could go down mm, to, because, yeah. but she didn't see a man with her and there was no one at the car when but police arrived. It's also very dark. Yes, it's very dark. Some people speculate that the person who thought they saw a man smoking a cigarette could have just seen the light off of Maura's cell phone because mm-hmm. it's very yeah. dark and they are not that close to no. the accident scene. Right. Just okay. a, an orange dot might mm-hmm. look like the lit end of a cigarette of a from cigarette. 100 yards away. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so at 746, when that officer arrives, Maura's not there. Her car is locked. And to this day, she is never seen again. And the car wasn't... It, I, I'm assuming it wasn't damaged too badly, right? It was just kind of spun uh, around in the snow and... It had... Okay, she'd hit a snowbank and it was turned in the opposite direction okay. and the airbags had deployed. Okay, so it was hard enough for the she airbags to go off. So yeah. maybe she got clunked on the head a little bit with she an She probably slammed on her brakes and spun and... The windshield is, is cracked. Oh, that's... Okay. Which Butch didn't report like a head injury looking... He didn't so it could have been yeah. her hitting the windshield, but it could have just been the airbag... Busting the windshield. Right. Yeah. Do we know? Did she tell Butch why? She, what had happened? No. As far as the wreck, Mm-mm. we don't know what had happened. No. Because okay. like there, it's like a curve. There's mm-hmm. a curve in the road. Okay, mm-hmm. so she may have just kind of spun out a little bit. Overcorrected, undercorrected. I mean, then hit something. the brakes. Yeah. Ugh. And there, and the car, her car is not in great working condition. Okay. It's an older Saturn, and they did find a rag in the tailpipe, which has been a. A lot of speculation around that rag. Sounds like another rabbit hole. Yes. Is that rag there because she doesn't have a gas cap? No, it's in the tailpipe. Oh, the tailpipe. I'm sorry. um, I was thinking gas. There's a lot of speculation on that. But her dad had said, Mm -hmm. when when asked about it, he said that she kept the rag in her trunk because the car was not working good and it it smoked Mm -hmm. bad. Mm -hmm. And in areas like Massachusetts and New Hampshire up there, you can't drive around like that. Like you'll get pulled over. They by do the, the annual inspections in some of those states. Emissions inspections. Right. So oh, if you okay. if your car smoking like that, you'll get pulled over by the police. That oh. doesn't happen in Alabama. I know that's a foreign concept to us down here. Yeah, you definitely. Yeah. So her dad had said, you know, he had told her not to be driving this car. Mm-hmm. They were going to buy a new car mm-hmm. or new to her car, and I won't get into that in a second. But okay. he had told her, you know, if you needed just to head up down the road real quick, pop that rag in it. Ah. Okay, so she had she had done that. Okay. So, but there's a lot of speculation on that because you can't drive long distances like that. It'll eventually blow out. Yeah, but how old is she? Yeah, she's 21. Yeah, look, I'm not gonna, I, I'm not gonna sell out my gender here. Mm-hmm. Okay, but do how much about vehicles do 21 year old girls actually know? Yeah, all she knew was what her dad. That's why her dad was like, I know she would have put that rag there because I told her about. The rag, but she thing. wouldn't have thought. Oh, I'm driving a, a long way. I shouldn't have the rag in there. Right. Probably. You see not. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So she's 21 years 21. old. 21. So who exactly was Mara Murray? Mara was born on May 4th, 1982, in Brockton, Massachusetts. She's the youngest of four siblings. She's got an older brother and two older sisters. Her parents are Fred Murray and Laurie Murray. Uh, She was in the National Honor Society in high school. She was a standout athlete. She played just about every sport. But the sport that she excelled the most in was track and field. She was a distance runner. I think at one point she was like, she came in 33rd in the nation in the two mile. Wow. she She was a runner. She was always running. Her and her older sister, Julie, 
they that was something they did together. They played all the sports and they ran a lot together. And her dad was right there with him. He was, but he a lot a lot has been speculated that he really was hard on the girls and pushed them hard. But Julie has given many interviews since this incident and said that was just not the case. Her and Mara wanted to be the best, so they were out there running and they were pushing themselves. She said because as a distance runner. And I ran track and field, but I was never a distance runner. But I did, we did have some really good distance runners I ran with. And that's an internal thing. Mm -hmm. People can't really push you to do that. That has got to be all you. Yep. And so she actually ends up going to the military academy at West Point. She gets a congressional nomination to go to West Point, where her older sister, Julie, was already in school. Okay. So Julie's two grades above her. Okay. And Julie has gone to West Point. And so Mara gets in and she decides to go to West Point. Mm -hmm. And they're both on the track team at West Point. Yeah. So, I mean, these are highly motivated girls. I mean, if you know anything about the military academy, it's it's not easy to get into. No. And so Mara's running track at West Point with her sister, but she's not loving it there. Okay. Julie loves West Point. She's all, she has bought in. She she loves the structure. She loves everything about it. Mara's doing fine academically. She's doing fine in track. But she just doesn't love the military aspect, really, is what it, it seems to boil down to. And so in her sophomore year, or right before her sophomore year, they do these, like, training exercises. So she goes off to Fort Knox, and she's doing, like, a, a training bit. And she actually gets caught at the store there in Fort Knox, stealing some lip gloss. Hmm. It's about $5 worth of cosmetics. I never understood why they have a cosmetics department in the gift shop at Fort Knox. But well, it's just kind of like a little CVS situation. So, like, okay. he kind of sells a little so of everything. So, it's not a gift shop, per se. It's, no, like it's, the... like, it's like a commissary sort of okay. situation. Right. Like a, yeah. Gotcha. For lack of a better word. Yeah. Um, just like a little convenience e-store. So she's put some lip gloss in her pocket and they, of course, catch her immediately. And it's it a big deal. It is the most secure place in exactly. the Exactly. I mean, that's what <laughs> they keep saying. Fort Knox. They've got a like camera the, in the gift shop. Yeah. I mean, people use Fort Knox to, to drive home points about places being really yeah. secure. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and so it was, just, and she had the money to pay for the things she had stolen. So she claims she got distracted and, and just wasn't thinking, but that's just not really, you can't just say, oops, sorry. When you've stolen, especially when you're in the military academy and you're on a military base like this. Yeah. So she has to go before an honor board at school. And she ends up getting through the honor board. And on this honor board, she meets a guy named Billy Roush, who ends up becoming her boyfriend. Wow. So she gets through this honor board. And that, because that's that gets misconstrued in this story, too. A lot of people say she gets kicked out of the military academy for this. She does not. But at the end of your second year in the military academy, you have to make the decision to join the military. Yeah. Am I in or am I out? Yes. So you have to sign those papers, which signs you up for five years of military service once five. you are out of school. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother went to the Naval Academy, so I remember this was a big deal. Like, this was like, like he never had any really doubts, but like, it was, it's a, it's a thing. You, I mean, you sign these papers and it's... Mm-hmm. It's legit. You're in. If you yeah. if something happens to you in school afterward, it's a big deal. Like you have 
you end up having to like, oh, the government, like it's a, it's a whole thing. Cause mm-hmm. your, your education is free. You're now on the government's dime. Yes. And an employee of the government. You're once you of the government, this. right. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So she just decides that that she, she can't make that decision. She does not want to be in the army. So she transfers out from the military academy and she goes to the University of Massachusetts Amherst. Okay. And she actually uh, gets on the track team there and she joins the nursing program. So she is going to be a nurse. A good plan. Yeah. Yes. So let's fast forward again. We're going to go back to the morning of her accident. On the morning of her accident, she has submitted some nursing school homework. Then she decides to email her professors uh, that there's been a death in the family and that she would have to leave town for a week. Is this true? It is not true. There was no death in the family. So I guess my next question is, what event is going on that she wants to go to or attend? Yeah. I'm thinking about, you know, college years and why you would. Yeah. Right. Well, she places a call to a condo owner in Bartlett, New Hampshire, which is like a place her family had vacationed before. Okay. They spent some time up in these mountains in New Hampshire. She did not end up renting a condo from them. But she's placed some calls looking for a place to stay up in the mountains of New Hampshire. So that afternoon around 3.15, she's caught on video stopping at an off-campus ATM. She withdraws $280 from her bank account, which is almost all the money she had in her account. People go back and forth on this too about, well, why didn't she take everything in her account? But I think it was probably just like, you know, when you're at ATM, you can only withdraw like certain amounts like whole amounts mm-hmm. you know and she's probably thinking okay i don't want to be overdrawn mm-hmm. so i'm just gonna because then somebody at home gets a letter hey yeah. your account's overdrawn perhaps i'm gonna just take out what i think i'm gonna need for the whatever the whatever event the weekend yeah. i'm sure back in that time you know before inflation happened the most recent inflation yeah um she's thinking room and board gas provisions yeah. you know uh, snacks and alcohol. Yeah, that's and, a week's worth of money in you know, in two thousand and four. Yeah, I, so that the the ATM amount really yeah. makes sense to me, actually. Yeah. Then she stops at the liquor store and purchases about forty dollars worth of alcohol. Yeah, with some of that money she took out of the ATM. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like I mean, th- this sounds like headed to a college. I'm getting party ready for. Right. You something. almost think like a spring break. You mm-hmm. know, it's not. It's still yeah, it's February, a little, a little early for spring break, but yeah. But we used to have things and call you know house party. Mm-hmm. We call it, and you know you could go down for an extended weekend to the beach and right. yeah, you know have a weekend. It wasn't necessarily part of spring break. Mm-hmm. It was a different times yeah. so. now i think how her college um semester was they had not been back in class for long at this point mm-hmm. so there wouldn't really be a need for her to need to leave right now or you know be like oh you're just getting a new semester went. started mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. so uh, it was probably about four thirty in the afternoon when she actually left town driving her 1996 Saturn, like I said, that did not run well and she was not supposed to be driving because her dad had actually been in town that weekend to buy her a new car. Mm -hmm. So let's back up to that. Okay. That Friday before the accident, Mara was working her night shift job. She worked like at a desk checking IDs to come into uh, a building on campus. Mm -hmm. She had talked on the phone with her sister a little earlier at that night and she had talked on the phone with her boyfriend. Okay. Around 12:20 a.m., officers discover a man by, or 
man by the name of Patrice Vassy, lying in the road after a hit and run. Now, whether this is related to our story or not, we'll get into in just a second, but I wanted to put that time stamp on it. So, Maura is like working like an overnight shift at this front desk okay. situation. And it was 12.20 a.m. that they discover Patrice Vassy has been hit and whoever hit him has run off. Where is he hit? He, it's on campus. It's like on near, campus. Yeah. Okay. We're like on a road very close to, to campus. Okay. Okay. Around 1 a.m., Mara's supervisor arrives at her post and she witnesses what I've heard other people describe as Mara being in like kind of a catatonic state. Like she can't talk to anybody. She's mm. just distraught. And when asked what was wrong with her, all she says is, My sister. Now, my sister, okay. Yep, my sister. That's all she'll say. So right. then she obviously can't work, so her supervisor ends up walking her back to her dorm. Okay. Now, this is where there's a lot of speculation that Mara is the one who hit Patrick Vassy. Hmm. hmm. And that this is what put her in this catatonic state. Distraught. Yeah. Even though she was supposed to be manning that desk all night, it right. would have had the opportunity. Well, there's some, okay, now we can go down some rabbit holes. Okay, Uh-oh. so. <laughs> Sorry. No, good. That's good. We need to it, talk about this. Yeah, it was snowing that night. Okay. And Mara should not have driven her car to work. Your cars are supposed to be in certain places on campus, especially in the right. snow. Okay. I've never lived anywhere where it snows like this, but apparently this is a thing. Like, when you know snow's coming, you can't be parked certain areas or your car will be towed. Because it may be stuck there for days at a time. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I they guess. come tow it, I guess, because they need to clean maybe the parking. They've got to get everything cleared out. Yeah. yeah. And so, there's speculation that she was parked where she wasn't supposed to be. Mm. So, she was like, let she me. She ran and to move her car. Ran to move her car. Okay. Hit this guy. Hit, yep. And then flipped out, mm-hmm. but there's no campus camera footage right. of this. Nothing okay. saw, nothing caught who hit Patrick Vassy. It is okay. still unknown to this day who, who, who hit him. And he, he, he did survive. He's, he he's alive. But okay. Did he see the kind of car that hit him? Mm-hmm. He, d- he doesn't have, know. know any details. There was a paint chip found on him. Okay. What color? It is red and now no, I'm going to mess this up. Okay. There's three colors on it. It's not the color of Morris car. Okay. Oh, that's what I was getting at. Yeah. However, mm-hmm. there's speculation that the paint chip was so small mm-hmm. that it could have come from the ground. It could have come oh, yeah. like nothing. It, okay. and there's no paint yeah. missing off her car. There's no damage yeah. to her car. But like I said, it's a 1996 Saturn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. May not. I mean, I hit a, I drove a 1991, um, Chevy Corsica in high school for a time. Mm-hmm. Nice looking car. And I hit a deer in it mm-hmm. and there was absolutely no damage. They used to make cars a little bit different. Wow. Like, than they do now. Yeah. I saw the deer <laughs> literally fly. Well, and, and no I, uh, I drive a Tahoe and I ha- was parked at a, at a red light and a guy hit me from in the back mm-hmm. center, the center part of my Tahoe. Yeah. There was hardly any damage, and the front—I I believe it totaled his car. Oh, sure, because it well, and the mechanic was like, "It's like he hit a tank when yeah. he hit the middle part of that yeah. tire." Yeah, but but visually, you could really couldn't see any damage to my car. Now it kind of warped some things mm-hmm. that I had to have fixed, but it really was not that yeah. that much right damage. So, and this guy is—I mean, he's just an average size college kid, right? That yeah. was hit. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to see, because I didn't, I, I, 
there's so many rabbit holes that you can go down on this one. And the Patrick Vassy one is just one that's always kind of stuck with me because, well, I listened to another podcast on this and one of the people on it really liked this theory and it just, they, they always make sense to me. It's the prosecutor's oh, yeah. pod. Mm-hmm. And so that's why this theory has kind of stuck. The theory me. about her moving her car before the snow arrived and accidentally hitting well, the guy. Or, or, you know, she she's working the night shift. Who's to say she didn't, you know, get up and just run to her car for, you know, to run and grab something, run to the store. I'm going to sit at my desk all night. I may as well go get my textbook and read while I'm sitting here, perhaps. But but she and her sister did not have an argument. Her sister didn't drop a... Okay, so there was a... There was a conversation had with her sister, Kathleen. This is not Julie, who was at the military academy. This is the other sister, Kathleen. Kathleen. Kathleen was an alcoholic, and she had been to rehab. Mm -hmm. She had just gotten out of rehab. And she had she did call to tell Maura that she that when her husband at the time had picked her up from rehab, he drove them straight to a liquor store. Well, that makes sense too that she would be that she would distraught be about this yeah. and upset. And then she goes as far as to say, "My sister, my sister, right? Worried about her sister who's just gotten over this, yeah, disease, yeah. Which and that's very the asshole husband, yeah. Pulls up what a, the what a jerk, yeah, a Kathleen." said that when she was on the phone with Maura, Maura didn't seem upset, but Maura was probably trying to hold it together yeah, for she's Kathleen. she's not going to seem, yeah. And she had talked to her boyfriend in between these times, too. She talked to Kathleen, then she talked to her boyfriend, Bill. He didn't report her being distraught on the phone either. Mm-hmm. So, whenever she became upset, it was later than both of these conversations. But however, could have been about the conversation with her sister. Yeah, very plausible. Because she would have been very upset by this. And night. honestly, again, I, I like to take these these big cases like this and try to just use Occam's razor. And mm-hmm. just, you know, the, this. let's get everything outside of the way. Let's yeah. get the simplest explanation. Mm-hmm. That is a very simple explanation. Yes. I also understand the folks who are thinking about if she hit the guy, why she would act this way too mm-hmm. and the timelines sort of match up mm-hmm. yeah um and no it's never known who hit him yeah so i don't know mm. i don't know either way whatever but what you're saying is the next day is when she takes off no okay so now okay. we have that's this is friday night bleeding into saturday morning okay so then saturday her dad arrives in town okay all right and he he comes to town because they're going to go look at cars. Yeah. Now, he, how close is she to her dad? Very close. They're close. So, do, do we feel like if she had have hit this guy and was just freaking out about it, that she might have confided in her dad? I think so. Okay. I believe that her dad would have been, he, it would have been She would have like, said, help me, I don't know what and to he do. Would have, and terrible. he would have. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. truly believe that. Of course that. he would have. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So, he comes to town with $4,000 because they're going to buy a new car. And he... And I've heard interviews with Julie, like, for one, this is a different time. This is 2004. But also, she said, this is just her dad. He dealt in cash. Mm-hmm. He was going to go to these used car dealerships, and he was going to flash his cash money and give me the best deal you got. Yeah, I'm you want the cash, all cash money? You want mm-hmm. the money or not? Yes. Yeah. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, that that's not the same these days, really. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't go into a dealership. Honestly, they'd rather you finance it because they make more money. Yeah, they off. don't really want to deal in cash mm-hmm. now. Yeah. But, but I understand 
I understand this. This mm-hmm. this is very uh, normal to me. Yeah, this yes. same here. Way of doing. Yeah. So they go and look at a few cars. Um, they see one car that is about four thousand dollars. He's got enough money for it. But they go look at another car that was around six thousand dollars, and he liked that car better for her. Okay. But he didn't have that money with him. Okay. And it's not like today either. He didn't have like a national bank. He couldn't just go get the money out of any ATM. So he had a small town, a small town home bank. And he had made several ATM stops to get all this money originally anyway. Like he didn't just walk in the bank and withdraw, Mm -hmm. which people like to pick that apart too, which I don't think is, is that big a deal. It's a different way of getting your money out. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so, but. And ATMs do cap it. Yeah. I mean, you can't just go up to an ATM and withdraw. 500 or a thousand a day, possibly, yeah. probably yeah. something like that. Yeah. Because they're, they're trying to help you and be secure. They don't want, if someone steals your, mm-hmm. your card and has your code. Yeah. Yeah. They can't know. clean you out. Cle- yeah. So they didn't get a car that day because he was going to need to go get the rest of the money, come back. Okay. Complete the transaction. Sounds normal to me mm-hmm. so far. So they go out to dinner that night. How did he say she was? Was she fine? He was said, she, yeah. He, he she says that he didn't notice anything off with her that day. Okay. Today's episode is brought to you in part by A&W Outdoor Services, located right here in Cherokee County, Alabama. It's almost time to tidy up the deck, clean the gutters, and spruce up the yard and landscaping around your home, lake house, or creekside cabin. And who better to do that for you than the professional crew at A&W Outdoor Services? Call 256-706-7964 and let Alan and his crew do all the hard work for you so you can spend your time this summer enjoying your piece of Cherokee County and clean, carefree comfort. Call Alan today for a free estimate or to get on the A&W Spring Schedule before it's full. That's A&W Outdoor Services at 256-706-7964. Hey guys, do you know what time it is? Tell us. It's time to plan your best vacation ever right here in beautiful Cherokee County, Alabama. Many outdoor adventures await. You can wet a hook in beautiful Weiss Lake, swing away at Cherokee Pines Golf Club, climb to the best year-round at Cherokee Rock Village, hike the Little River Canyon National Preserve, take a day's-long splash at Pirates Bay Water Park, and there's so much more. The Cherokee County Chamber of Commerce and Tourism has a full list of recommended lodging facilities, RV sites, and campgrounds, and they're all set up to suit your vacation needs, whatever they may be. So come see us from wherever you are located. And if you already live right here in Cherokee County, then plan your summer staycation with the Chamber by visiting Cherokee-Chamber.org. They go to dinner that night, the two mm-hmm. of them. And then her friend Kate ends up meeting them when they're about done with dinner. And they have like some drinks at the restaurant or the, mm-hmm. it's, it's like a brew pub. I think it's described as where they were eating. Mm-hmm. And then actually the three of them stop off at a liquor store okay. after dinner. They take, she takes her dad back to his hotel. He lets her drive his car to go to a party okay. that the girls are going to. Because mm-hmm. she, like I said, he doesn't want her driving her car. Okay. So he lets her borrow his car. And his car's fairly new at this point. Okay. Um, so she's driving her dad's new car. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I mean, they're close. Like he is letting her, he knows she's going to a party. Mm-hmm. He's letting her drive his car. Well, she's 21. Yeah. And he's at his, he's like, I'm going to bed. I'm at, he's at his hotel. Yeah. And the does the friend say she's distraught? She's no. acting strange. The friend she's- says she's fine, but the friend has not spoken much over the years. Okay. About. Oh, is that the one that they can never find or yeah, never Kate, wants to speak? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. okay. All right. Um, 
Are you going to share your thoughts on that later, Katie? Yes. Why you think that? Okay. All right. Uh, so they go to dinner. Like I said, they go to this party. After the party, Mara is driving her dad's vehicle and she wrecks it. Oh. She does about $8,000 worth of damage to this vehicle. Oh, no. The cop comes to the scene. She does not get a ticket or anything mm-hmm. because there's a lot of speculation that she would have been drunk driving, but he does not cite her or arrest her or anything. So she's she's obviously not inebriated, right. whatever the case is. Yeah. And tow truck driver comes, gets oh. the car, and she hops in the tow truck, and the tow mm-hmm. truck driver takes her back to her dad's hotel because yeah, yeah. where he's towing the car is right near the hotel. Mm-hmm. So she goes... They're just racking up yeah. bills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So she goes to... But she can't get in her dad's hotel. Okay. And I'm not exactly sure how the hotel set up, but she ends up kind of falling asleep, like, on a couch, like, in the lobby situation. Yeah. Until her dad, until either someone lets her in or her dad finally gets up. It's, like, early morning hours now. Mm -hmm. She gets in. She tells her dad what's happened. Mm -hmm. Um, She ends up calling her boyfriend, telling her boyfriend what's happened. Because she had actually left her phone in her dorm. She didn't have her phone on her. Okay. It's 2004. So, so, and really your cell phone wasn't an extension of your arm mm-hmm. in 2004 like it is today. Because she went to dinner with her dad and then she was with her friend. So, mm-hmm. like. That was still back in the days where you were like, don't use it unless you have to yeah, right. all the but, extra well, not, charges. Not everybody had one. So, it wasn't like the three of us all text each other uh, right. during the week. And I couldn't have texted the two of you back then because you wouldn't have had a phone. And texting was a pain in the ass in 2004 before iPhones came along anyway because you had to spell everything with the old-fashioned the T9. Yeah. keyboard. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got my first cell phone in 2006. Yeah. You had to hit one three times to hit the letter, to make the letter C. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, mm-hmm. just it was, it was, a, yes. whole, it was a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not a not a not a deal where everybody used it to communicate constantly in two thousand and four. Yeah. And you didn't have unlimited plans back then. True. Oh no, you were charged for every yeah. So she, you know, tells her dad about the accident and you know, he's asked about it later, like, were you upset? And he's like, Yeah. Sure. Yes. You know, <laughs> yes, I was upset. You, yes, but I you was know. mad at her. I can tell you from experience, yes. I'm trying Dad to buy was you. Pissed. Trying to buy you a new car, and you and you just did back more. mine into the ditch. I'm, I'm you know, eight thousand dollars worth of damage to my car. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to spend six to get you a new car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now we got a tow truck bill. Now we're short a car, and I'm two grand in the bucket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure she heard about it. So yeah. this is Sunday. Okay, you know Sunday. Yep, and this has happened. So, like I said. Monday morning is when she turns in her homework. Okay. And fakes the death in the family phone call. And mm-hmm. heads out of town. And heads out of town. In that car that she has no business driving. Right. Ugh. So there's a there's a there's a sign of some desperation. She has followed her father's orders previously and not driven that car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's got all these this cascade of events that have taken place in her life over the last few days. Mm-hmm the sister and the accident and mm-hmm. whatever else. Yeah. So is there something that is happening that is going on in this area that is in relation to the, to the college? Did she go to this party and learn, Hey, we're all going to, that is, you know, that is what I always like to think. There's a secret trip to the, to the mountains. A, we're going to, we're going to go, here and and party and hang out and whatever. Okay. That's what that would explain I, the alcohol purchase. 
Mm-hmm. And she apparently her favorite drink was a mudslide because she bought vodka, okay. Kahlua, and a little bottle of Bailey's. Like okay. a little one of the little all the airplane necessary bottles. ingredients. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mudslides. She had a box of Franzia wine in the car that had oh. been previously purchased. Okay. And there was a Coke bottle found in her car that had a red liquid in it that mm-hmm. they speculate was this Franzia wine. Okay. Like she'd poured it in a Coke bottle and may have been drinking it on the drive. Okay. Right. Because okay. there was wines, there's red, these things, red wine splashed in the car. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, after the wreck. The second car after she's by herself. When the, the, mm-hmm. the, the, car, the car wreck that's abandoned. Got yes. it. Mm-hmm. So it is speculated that she had been drinking and driving and that's why she didn't want the police to come because she's... Mm-hmm. Makes sense. She's okay. had this sure. wreck the night before. She's... Oh, let's throw one more thing out there. She's mm-hmm. on this... Uh, she's on probation currently because not long before all this happened, she had been caught... Stealing someone's credit card information and ordering a ton of pizza with it. So she'd been ordering food, like delivery food, with this stolen credit card information. So she suffers from kleptomania. We oh. can diagnose. Well, Mara just is struggling with um, good decision making yeah. at this point. As, as um, a lot of 21 year old uh, yeah. people do. Yeah. Right? And, and a lot of people. Decisions. Yeah. And she doesn't have a lot of money. Right. But she has. She doesn't have no money. Right. And she's ordering like a substantial amount of food on this card. Like the, the police set up a sting because they know that this stolen card information has been used. Oh. And so they set it up and she orders this pizza and then she comes down to sign for it mm-hmm. and they're there. Not a very clever way to thieve. Who's she sharing this food with? Exactly. Does the boyfriend know about this? The boyfriend is not there, no, because the boyfriend went to West Point. Okay. And so, so he doesn't know about, that's right, he was on that. Mm-hmm. The boyfriend was at West Hamill. Point, and then at this point, he's actually graduated, and he is at Fort Sill in Oklahoma. Kansas, Oklahoma, somewhere. Yeah, some, mm-hmm. like he okay. is not. He's not anywhere near this, okay. and he is. But, in, he's an active military member, okay. so okay. His, his whereabouts are known. Okay, so in. <laughs> Okay. Is she just like, does she live in a dorm? She does. Is she just buying food for all her friends that's in the dorm? That's what we're speculating that she had to have been, you know, just finagling it for the, hey, for the hall, mm-hmm. maybe. Or yeah, hallway. for the, everybody on the floor. Hey yeah. guys, dinner's yeah. on me tonight. Got it. I've got because a Because it's yeah. not like she's just buying enough for her to eat. It's yeah. not like, it's, it's a, it's a lot of food. I mean, Mara's a runner, so she probably ingests a little more calories a day than, I mean, she needs more mm-hmm. since she's a runner, but she was also a, a very thin girl, and obviously, because she's a runner. And her dad would have made sure she had enough money to eat. Yeah, and she so she's not eating all this food herself. Yeah. She's she's. It sounds like maybe it's a continuation you know, of the prank that involved her stealing the credit card yeah. to begin with. It sounds like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just know from from having a, a kid in college that 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 is a thing. Like, hey, can we have some money for me and the people across the hall to get some pizza or right. you know some stuff like that. Yeah, she's like, you know. you know what? I'm going to use this card one more time and then I'm going to throw it away. I've gotten away with it one more time. Let's get some more pizza. Let's let's, yeah. let's feed the whole floor and then we'll throw this thing then away. Then we'll be done. And she probably didn't think about it as serious as we would today either because like taking someone's credit card information today, we, like you understand that that's identity theft and that that's yeah, a big that's deal. A, that's a whole bigger thing than just yeah. taking a 20 out of somebody's purse or wallet. Right. Yeah. But I, I, I'm sure she didn't think of it and and, and and it wasn't charged as 
that harshly either. Like I said, they didn't actually arrest her. She was like, they took like a photo of her and mm-hmm. but they didn't take her down to the jail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the typical campus police slap on the wrist. Yeah. And, but she did have to go to court and she did get this probation and it was a whole thing. If she'd have gotten trouble during this probation period, it was going to be bad. Mm-hmm. So if she'd have got a DUI. Like if she'd have been driving, drinking and driving on she'd have got route a, 112. Yes. She'd have got a DUI this night. Okay. It it would have been a bigger deal. It wouldn't have just been the DUI. Yeah. It would have been breaking probation yeah. for this other crime that she's committed. So perhaps another chance to make yet another bad decision. Yes. So I want to go back to this email that she sent and said there was a death in the family. She's yes. going to go on. Is she planning on being gone the rest of the week? It's yes. That is what she's okay, telling so, her professors that she'll be gone a week. Okay. So in the car, we have enough alcohol probably for the week. So if, like if she's not sharing, yes, some... there's definitely enough for her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. I, okay. There, there is, do we want to get into theories now? Do you have any? Other... I'm going with you. There, you is there any, what you is there any do. gaps I've missed that y'all have any questions on? Her? So is there any other evidence on the scene that we haven't discussed? In the yeah, car there, we just have what's in the car. Okay. Which is, she's, she's taken all the alcohol but the box of wine. Oh, okay. So, so alcohol, she took the mudslide. So the alcohol gone. that we know she purchased yes, is gone. Is gone. She took it with her. Yes. Okay. There are, um, but her medication's still in the car. Like her birth control's there. Okay. And uh, there's there's some, there's a few other. There's, there's sleeping, sleeping pills. pills that there's speculated there were sleeping pills in the car, and that some had been taken. Okay. That's always tripped me up too because. If she had taken sleeping pills that day, I just don't see how she'd have been driving. Mm-hmm. And probably just some she had that mm-hmm. she'd used before. Yeah. And she just brought well, them. Well, I mean, how how can you tell? I mean, so it says on the bottle, okay, there are 30 in here and it was filled two weeks ago. You're supposed to take one a day. There should be 16 left. But there... There's less than There's less true. than that left. So they, you know, you just do the math backwards. But uh-huh. that's a pretty imprecise way to figure out. Right. She might have spilled some or... Is it... Is it so these she are prescriptions. Gave some, yeah, given some. These are prescriptions. I don't even know that. I'm just so saying. They're prescriptions. They are prescriptions. That's the only way you okay. could determine what the proper count would be in that prescription bottle. Right. But yeah. that's pretty imprecise. Yeah. So, yeah. speculation. Yes, and then, so, after the, and after she's missing, too, they the, they bring out search dogs. Okay. They bring out a search dog. Oh, yeah. Um, They bring out search dog as in looking for a person, and they bring out cadaver dogs as in okay. looking for a body. All right. Yep. The cadaver dogs don't find anything. Okay. And no was, dead body has been around here. Because there's a wooded area. Yes, it's right by the woods. So one of the speculations was she wandered off in the woods and froze to death and died. Mm-hmm. But the cadaver dogs say no. They didn't find happen. anything. Okay. The search dog follows her trail up the road. Okay. Into right in front of a like a little cabin situation and then the scent disappears. Okay. Which is usually consistent with her getting in a, someone in getting a in a vehicle. Yeah. And as we spoke previously, that that timeline that she would have been able to get in that vehicle is very small. Like they can really narrow it down to about seven minutes mm-hmm. from the last time someone actually spotted her on the road mm-hmm. to when the police get there and she's vanished. So could that have been maybe someone going on this trip with her that was in a different car that came up behind that's afterwards? What, that's what I like to theorize because it would seem improbable that if someone took her unwillingly Mm-hmm. That they could have done it that quickly and without mm-hmm. causing any, you know, 
Well, she's carrying carrying a bunch of alcohol. So, I mean, there's alcohol, you know, I feel like there would have been evidence of that. You drop it or you, you know, Mm. I don't know, maybe. I like the theory that she either got into a vehicle with someone she knew or she got into a vehicle with someone around her age, someone who didn't seem threatening. Like the the old burly man in the school bus. Mm, Yeah, unlike the bus driver. You know, a group of college boys. Is a theory. Okay. Okay. So maybe they're back, go back to was there's some sort of event mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. or something. And maybe somebody was driving on that road too. And well, somebody was driving on that road that she got in the car with because absolutely that's, that's what, that's what the evidence is telling us. That's what the, like you said earlier, the most simple explanation is that she walked until that dog lost descent and, and dog a, said, a car stopped and she got in. And then mm-hmm. that was the end of her. The That's dog's it. help. Here's okay. what I like to think happened. Right. Okay. She's at this party. Okay. On Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't know a lot about this party. That's the night she wrecked her dad's car. Yes. Yeah. We don't know a lot about the people who were at this party. Mm-hmm. Well, that seems like a hole in the investigation process. Yeah. Wouldn't why you, don't we know? You yeah, talk to no, one in this, no one at this party is, is really talking. And... It's probably difficult too because we got to remember for one when this cr- crash first happens we don't know this is a disappearance case we don't know this is a missing woman case we think it's someone who's walked off the scene of an accident mm-hmm. so the her car that's yes, a good point the invest- were there were there any bags in the car like clothing bags or or like you're, I'm going away for a few days so here's my yeah, pajamas suitcase. and no I don't think so maybe so. she took that yeah. I mean, I don't think that was. The, do you remember Scott from that documentary? I remember that there was a list of things that were found in the car, and there was like one pair of uh, of sports pants and mm-hmm. a sports bra. It, it like, kind of seemed like a college kid's car that oh yeah, yeah. keeps junk like what in. she would throw in the back yeah. if you wanted to keep something, so that when you went to the gym, if you forgot your bag, you'd have mm-hmm. something to take into the locker room and yeah. throw on and do your exercises and change back and come out. I mean, gotcha. Throw it back in the but back no seat. bag with you know. I don't think a so. week's mm-hmm. worth of it was clothes. The, 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 no. box, so she, the box of wine and the gym clothes and a couple of the, the pills and just a couple mm-hmm. of other things. Nothing so out of the ordinary. She's grabbed the alcohol she's grabbed something, in, her, yes. in her weekend or yeah. duffel bag or whatever. And yeah, maybe. Right. And she's take, a, started she's walking. An athlete. She's got a, she's got an Adidas duffel bag. It's 2004. I'll yeah. guarantee you she did or yeah. Nike or something. Yeah. yeah. Some sort of something. And so, you know, no, it would have probably been difficult to, get together who all was at this party. I mean, it's a college party. Yeah. You know, no one's taken role. Yeah, that's true. Sure. And it happened, you know, that was in Massachusetts. She's found in New Hampshire. So like connecting those dots until that gets like, more cut. Yeah. You know, I think that there's a possibility that some, that there were people like, well, we're going to go up to the mountains this weekend or yeah. we know we or or they're just talking about, We've got some friends who work up in the mountains and they, you know. At a ski resort, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Which At is a, a, a primary place for college kids to work. Yeah. Yes. Or kids that age. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not kids. They're adults. Yeah. But, but young adults to work. Mm-hmm. Well, because there's a theory in the town that there were three boys who worked at a local ski resort. Okay. Who did not show up to work the next day after this accident. Uh-oh. And all three of them. All three of them okay. did not show up to work the next day. And I really like this theory because okay. if either she knew some of these boys or she heard about these boys and they pull up on this road as she's like, you know, walking away from her accident and they're like, hey, um, you know, we're headed up to such and such. Why don't you jump in and, and come with us? 
We'll come get your car tomorrow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because everything pointed to, it seemed like she thought she was coming back to that car. She locked it. Yeah. Uh, Mm. You know, she left some stuff in it, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But she did take, I mean, she took the alcohol. So she was headed off somewhere. Like, why do you, you know, why do you, and also she, she didn't take the box of wine because that would have been difficult to carry, I guess. If she, yeah, she had her if arms full already. Trying to walk, yeah. But she, she, I think she, I mean, she planned to go drink that alcohol, I mm-hmm. think. So jumping in the car with three boys, whether she knew them or not, that were headed to a party or, you know, they could make a party at that point. There's four of mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, and she, she either OD'd on something that night mm-hmm. and accidentally died mm-hmm. or they killed her. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah. So these three guys are are they connected with her college at all? Not that no. I'm okay. aware. No. But they're well, they're connected with the area and mm-hmm. they're the same age as, as she. Yeah, they're younger is. anyway okay. around like Well, it was an area that she was somewhat familiar with, yes. right? Her family had been there on previous occasions. They they went about twice a year every year. Maybe she so had maybe gotten she, to know the local yeah, guys met them. and whoops by hey, Jerry, I can't believe of all people to pull up on the side of the road. Yeah. Uh, when yeah. I'm walking with my mm-hmm. car and uh, can, yeah, please give me a ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like Katie said, something bad happens and well, her body gets disappeared and is never seen again. That's a theory, mm-hmm. right? So has anyone interviewed these guys? Not that I know of. See, that's, that's what bugged me about it. There's this theory. So is it, I, I wondered, is it a theory or is it just a local rumor mill? Probably. Because Sounds surely like a local theory. But we the also, cops we, would have investigated. Well, we don't have the, the, there's a lot of information the police have that they have not shared. Oh, yeah. Them. Gotcha. That's true. Okay. Because it's still an active case. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, like, what was his name? There's, a, like, the state prosecutor. Mm-hmm. He's been interviewed, and, you know, he's like, it's an active case. We're not, you we, know, can't we can't talk to you about it. Yeah. He he, he answered as much as he could. Mm-hmm. He, in what that, what did he lean to sort of think? What does what he, he give? He didn't give. He doesn't give anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. But at what point do you get to the level of frustration as the, prosecutor that you like fuck let's just release everything maybe somebody can help maybe somebody saw something because mm-hmm. we've been spinning our wheels in the snow literally for 20 years but we don't know what they know yeah so maybe they're, they're not, not that frustrated they're not uh, well it's been 20 years mm-hmm. i'm the, frustrated I, they're waiting on that right tip or that that little bit of information that sort of sends this into orbit again. I hope something, something, I hope we get to do an update at some point down the road that makes all of this make sense because that was the most uh, frustrating thing to me was it didn't seem like the state of New Hampshire wanted anybody's help. They they didn't want to mm-hmm. say anything. They didn't, mm-hmm. I just, I don't well, understand. It's just the way, it's, the way they're handling their case. But, yeah. you know, also it's kind of a like a, you know, the old nobody, no crime. Maybe they have a really good lead, but they don't have those missing pieces. Yeah. Yeah, and you if gotta they, have the evidence. And if they threw it out there, those missing pieces would definitely be gone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like maybe, maybe they, maybe they're just, you know. Almost there, but not quite, huh? And on the Oxygen documentary, they brought um, the median, mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, she, she, does, was a, she was a psychic. Yeah. Ooh. And she does like, like she comes out to crime scenes. Like she can't know anything about the case in order to, mm-hmm. um, for her job to like work. Cause like if she knows, like it gives okay. her bias or whatever. So All she right, came so. out and she does like the feel around or whatever. And I mean, she was like, I feel like this is solvable. And she kept, she felt like she got in she a car. She kept getting things right. Mm-hmm, she did. What did she and say? She claimed not, to, like she knew, she said, I feel like that this is, uh, 
she left the scene with somebody that she knew or somebody mm-hmm. that she trusted. I forget exactly mm-hmm. how she phrased it, okay. but just several things sort of started to slide into place. And we've already, that was like the last episode. Yeah, they took her to the crash site yeah. and then she walked down the road to the exact spot where Maura was, where the scent leaves the dogs okay yeah. and she's like I, this is where this is where she left yeah i'm calling how far is that? that how how far is that from the car uh, 100 yards where the dogs stop yeah quarter mile, quarter mile off, yeah, yeah probably okay um because one of the things too that people spe- had speculated was they thought more might have just took off running down the road like they could i could just probably run to a get- convenience store or something because she's a runner mm-hmm. but like the dog scent stops mm-hmm. and it's so cold that night. Was it? Ooh. And that that begs the question that I that I never saw answered, and I'm wondering I'm wondering about. So we know that the the route uh, that she had driven to get to where the crash took place, not too far behind her, there was a little community. There was a, a convenience store and a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Why not walk back that way? Where you? So she, knew it was the other direction. There was some civilization. She uh-huh. was walking in the direction that the trip would have taken her anyway. And I don't know if there was a convenience store a mile in that she direction. Might that she might have got turned to. around too because her car got turned the around. Car was turned around backwards. And she may have and she been, got maybe got knocked on the head too maybe. by the airbag. May have thought she was walking back to that little I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just another um, question mark. Right, right. Now, did the documentary go into the the rabbit hole of the uh the other man with in the, her the, life? Oh, the um track coach? Yes. Uh, I can't remember if the documentary did or not. I don't know how I know I about know, that. I don't know about what but you're talking she about. She supposedly okay. was having an affair with her track coach. Oh, that's one brand new to yeah. me. Brand yeah. new news yes. to me. And okay. one of the theories was like she could have been going up there to, to meet him. him. But there is in that area, there's some sort of cabin or something that is that is affiliated connect- with the school. With the school. That in the direction oh, she's going, another p- bit of news I didn't. That they're know about. thinking that she okay. was supposed to meet someone there, but see that could be the track coach. That could be other college students. Yeah, because she's going up here with no place to stay. Yeah. she never actually, to our knowledge, we don't have. Because she called some places to book a room, and she never booked anything. So mm-hmm. maybe, and so who would have access to this cabin? Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, I don't. I don't know. Maybe but a coach. I, yeah. Somebody who who overheard her trying to find a place and said, "Hey, don't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. I know you. Or uh, maybe some students. Had I know access. that you don't mind taking things that aren't yours. Here's the key to that cabin that is school affiliated for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, call in sick or call and tell your professors mm-hmm. that you've had a death in the family. Go have a good time for the week. Come back. You'll be mm-hmm. fresh as a daisy. Mm-hmm. And there's All one. Right. I'll throw this out there because it's always speculated. And one of the main people who do this case loves this theory but that she was actually running that she's still alive and oh yeah made a new life in canada and she was maybe pregnant at the time and so she wanted to get away from her boyfriend and get away from her dad and start a new life in canada mm-hmm. and, I, and don't, that, I don't buy that i don't buy that either but that that's where she is to this that day. is one and and a lot of people buy into that it there, I think that's just fun. That's, that's the most a good promising story. theory. Yeah, yeah. and it makes you feel point. good because yeah. she's alive. Right. But her mom, in the interim of all this, has died of cancer. Yeah, and a lot of people believe that there's no way, like if she had done this, that she wouldn't have come back for her mom's funeral or reached out as her mom was dying. Yeah. Her mother died on her birthday, if I remember correctly, Ugh. or yeah. on the day that mm-hmm. she disappeared. One or the other. It was mm-hmm. there was a yeah. Yeah. It, well, and. What, what the the biggest hang up I had on the documentary they did this like 
computer generated age version of her that oh. aged her to like in her early 30s and i didn't think it and they were showing people that that picture in canada that had supposedly seen her mm-hmm. was it quebec maybe uh, yeah, yeah it doesn't I, matter but Montreal or quebec i just didn't think that the aged version of her looked anything like her yeah i didn't either i didn't think because like it, it, they, it aged her to around the age i am and mm-hmm. when she was 21, she like she didn't she looked very young. She could have still probably passed for her in her teens. mid to late teens. Yes, like she just had a very young face. Like she didn't wear a lot of makeup. She always wore hair back in a ponytail. Yeah. Like I thought it I thought it made her look mid 40s yeah, at yeah. the yeah. I was like that's not what she would have looked like her. at 30 years old. Mm-hmm. Like I just I couldn't. Yeah. And Shane and I like he cuz he watched that documentary with me. He's like, "Man, that's really got you." And then we rewound it. He's like, but you're right. Yeah, no, that, that doesn't look anything like her. I was like, yeah. So you're giving someone a, a photo, a generated photo mm-hmm. that's not accurate. That didn't, yeah, it didn't look like to me. For people anyway. to be seeing if they had noticed her. I, I mean, honestly, I think Mara is no longer with us, unfortunately. Yeah. And I don't know if it was an accident mm-hmm. or a murder. But someone knows something and they're just not coming forward and saying Somebody's got to know something. And it, and I'm just wondering how many more years they're going to be able to be quiet about it. Does anyone know? These three guys, where are they now? They're, to my knowledge, I, they, the public has no information on them. Yeah. But, and then I, a lot but of people, that, a lot of people no- say if it was all three of them though, you know, three people can't keep a secret. That's exactly. tough. That's tough. Yeah. So if it, but if it was, maybe the truth comes out any day. The yeah. only way three people can keep a secret is if one of them kills the other two. Yeah, right. definitely. And and two, also there's there's this is complete speculation. Yes, it is. There, this could just be a a coincidence that happened with these three guys. Maybe I don't know, but there's no evidence to. To tell us, There's yes, none. these guys are yeah. our best suspects. The police may have something, but they're not sharing. Mm-hmm. That's at the end of the day, we don't know everything that they know, but they still consider it an active case, mm-hmm. even now in 2024. Yeah, and there's, I mean, there's a theory that uh, that there was a serial killer that just happened upon her yes. because there are a couple of other women in that general area, maybe 90, 100 miles away, who disappeared mm-hmm. under similar mysterious circumstances. Yeah. Car on the side of the road, oh. disappeared, never seen or heard from again. Yeah. And that's that's but also, wow. in my opinion- What I mean, an unlucky week she had well, on top of everything else. Plausible. A serial killer picked her up on the side of the road. Oh, One of the theories originally was, um, it was Israel Keys, which we have done previously. Yes. There you go. But it doesn't really fit his yeah. MO and but you know. Mm-hmm. But he was younger and mm-hmm. you know she might have been more comfortable getting into a car with him. Yeah. yeah. I just remembered another theory that uh that I stumbled upon after the documentary. I looked up something that I'd forgotten and I I found out that I don't know if it was the bus driver or one of the other people who lived in one of those houses around, they had come under suspicion at oh, some definitely. point. Oh, definitely, yes. And there was actually a search that was conducted in one of the basements of one of those houses. There's an A-frame house that's around okay. that area, and they caught the A-frame, and they searched this house, and they did find some, like, blood in a closet. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And they did some DNA testing, or they tried to do some testing on it, and there hasn't really been any... Mm-hmm. Anything can't come from necessarily that. match it tomorrow, and like yeah. the, how she got out there, the whole like 
That's mm-hmm. that was part of one of the theories that maybe the she was driver, running. But the bus driver did come under suspicion yeah. too. He but he was died just a few into. years later. He did. He was um, the last person to see her alive. He was, and of we course he's got to look into yeah. him. Yeah. Absolutely, right. but for whatever reason, they never found any evidence mm-hmm. or any reason to to pursue that any right. further. So, mm-hmm. um, and I mean, he did go and call the cops pretty quickly after he. True. Re- reported seeing her. Yeah. So, and they were already on their way. I mean, they were. Well, he wouldn't have known that. But no, yeah. he wouldn't have known that. The and first they thing were pretty he did was quick. Call. Yeah. Right. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I tend to not believe it was him. Mm-hmm. It yeah. just doesn't. There's no evidence telling me. And he passed away just a few years. Yeah, I think, he's been, after he's been passed. Maybe 2009. Yeah. Right. Five years later, he passed away and without I, ever. And having, again, he's a school bus driver, right. so he's had several background checks. Yeah. He's had, you know, it definitely doesn't have anything like like kidnapping or murder in his past, mm-hmm. or he would not be driving a school bus. It's oh. just it's frustrating so. to watch these stories and learn about them because, yep. you know, we've we've rattled off what half a dozen nine or ten theories. Yeah. There are seven or eight more. Oh, there's uh, there's yeah, one yeah. about the police being involved to oh, yeah, cover yeah, up. The I, state police are involved. The local police. They just mm-hmm. when you don't know, yeah, your mind goes nuts because we're human beings and we like to have everything explained. There's got to be a simple explanation for this, right? Right. Like, yeah, because there's a, there's a witness else. a who says that there was oh, yeah, a police officer her. there before the actual report came in. That and but there's just so many things like. What if a police officer was driving along and as they do, they patrol mm-hmm. areas and saw this woman on the side of the road? Hey. Well, there aren't that many police in this area. Oh, okay. And so the, Small the, town police department. The, oh, okay. So we know we understand yeah, that. And the car she saw was the car that was the responding officer, yeah. it turns out. And so the maybe top, got the time wrong? Well, what I figure happened, they're supposed to call it in as soon as they get there. Mm-hmm. But he pulls up on an accident scene. Maybe he jumps out, tries to see if there's a woman who needs help because he can't see mm-hmm. the person. You know, he doesn't see a person there. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a couple of minutes go by and he, he's like, oh, let me go call this in. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, I think part of the speculation about that police officer was that it was the the local police department had just a couple of vehicles and in the SUV, uh, there was a number on the back. It was 001. The assumption was that it must have been the chief of police who was assigned vehicle number 001 to drive. Mm-hmm. But he was not the officer that was listed on the police report as having been the first officer at the scene. And that was just rampant speculation before they could relay back in and say, hey, you know what? He wasn't working that night. He was on vacation. The other mm-hmm. cop had that truck. He used so- his car. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and but then when you get further into it, the chief was not assigned a vehicle. That's just the right. one he always drove. But yeah. That he was not got his assigned yeah. vehicle. Yeah, yeah. you so, just grabbed the keys and ran and got in whatever he was can out there. Drive whatever he wants well, to. He wasn't driving anything that night. He, he was, was on vacation. vacation so yeah. He was, out he, of was town just, he was just off. Yeah. yeah. He was just off that night. Yeah. Okay. But it was, you know, so. people didn't like him. He'd had some other speculation. So they, they wanted that to fit that yeah. he was the the common guy. You can't let that drive your you got to let the evidence do that, yeah. and we just don't have it all. Nope. We don't have because we don't know. So, um, and all the, when they do that, when they continue to hold evidence close and don't don't give it out, people always start speculating that mm-hmm. there's some sort of cover up by the the police, and mm-hmm. and you know it, it goes with the territory. And when you, you can, sit we've on told the that story dozens of times. Yeah. You just can Google insert a different name. Yep, and there is. I mean, people have meticulously put together this timeline. Mm-hmm. And 
of just minute, I mean, as close to the minute as they can get. And we don't have time to do that here. Like I said, we are the 101. I'm glad we don't. Yeah, I'm glad we are the 101 version, Katie, because I don't want us to become obsessed with anything to the point where we can't go, you know what? We don't know. Here's our best guess, perhaps. Or uh, if you want to do some more investigating, Mm -hmm. uh, it's in the show notes. Yeah. Knock yourselves out. out. We're moving on to the next thing next week. There are entire podcasts dedicated just to this case that come out with episodes still. Yeah. So check those out mm-hmm. and uh, check out these documentaries that, that uh, we'll, Katie will put in the show notes. Yeah, like I said, it's on Peacock. You can buy it on Amazon. Uh, but uh, mm-hmm. The D.B. Sweeney case that we did was the same way. They're just entire, a lot of these yeah. crimes that we've talked about, entire podcasts dedicated to them, 50s, uh, it, episodes in the dozens. Ab- absolutely. That yes. just mm-hmm. pick every single minute detail apart. Right. I like the 101 version just fine. Right. Me too, because then you can go kind of do your own research. Yeah. You can be your own Whatever detective. interests you. Yeah. So, Katie, that was great. Thank you so much. Ooh. That's a difficult case and a big case, too. Yeah, there's, there's just a lot, a lot to, out there. Yeah, to wrap your head around. So, hopefully, uh, we would love, after you watch some of these documentaries and look at some of this, to tell us what you think. Mm-hmm. Tell us your yeah, theory. Yeah, jump we, in. Give we us, would uh, love to hear it. Give us your best guess mm-hmm. uh, about what happens. And okay. I forget the name of that a documentary that is on Peacock. If you look up Mara Murray documentary, yeah, though, and like I said, I'll right put it in the show notes. Okay. It's, it's five or six years old now, so I wonder. If, it came out in uh, 2017. Yeah, I, I wonder so. if Dad's still alive because yeah, he, he is. He Fred's, is. Fred's still alive. Okay, because okay. he was uh, on up in years. Then uh-huh. Mara having been the youngest of his children. It's so, so. it's so sad to yeah. see this father. He's just mm. you know this family is devastated, torn apart, mm-hmm. and just it's awful. Lost mom in the middle of it. Oh, yeah. You know, and she died not knowing what happened to her daughter. Yeah. It's horrible. Just a a terrible story. Mara would have been 41. Yeah. She'd be 41 now. Okay. Yeah. So, Mm. or she'd be turning 41. She was born in 82. So she's 11. She's 11 years older than me. Three years younger than me. She'd be 42 years old in May. Right. Mm. She would be. Yeah. 42. Yes. So. All right, guys. Well, Well, if you you want to uh, say something nice about us on your podcast platform of choice, we welcome you doing that. Yes, thank you. Um, I'm going to give one hint about next week's show. One word. Rawhide. That's all I'm saying about next week's show. You'll have to figure it out for yourself if you can. In the meantime, say something terrific about us on your podcast platform. Like I said, go follow us on Facebook. Check out our uh, website. Mm Mm-hmm. TrueCrimeOnEasyStreet.com. You yep. can learn some more about the three of us. You can buy merch if we can find the t-shirts. I don't know. Katie's cleaned the office. Maybe not. <laughs> They're in a prom location. All right. right well, there. I'll take your word for it. Uh, you guys got anything else? Is that it? We're done. Are we done? Good yep. night, everybody. Good night.